0: Welcome to the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm here to make your writing magic happen. I'm going to teach you how to use your superpowers to ignite, inspire, and encourage your creativity so that you can turn lead into gold. Join me, Kimber York, as I delve into the many mysteries of inspiration, motivation, and imagination. Welcome back to the Author Alchemist podcast. We're here at episode 13, as usual. Really glad that you continuing this journey with me. We're going to be picking up a little bit off the theme of podcast episode 12, about knowing your writing style, knowing your writing methodology. In this one, we're going to go into a little bit more about how writing is an organic process. And yes, I still have a little bit of that chest cold, cough thing, nasally throat stuff going on. Uh, That was a heck of a cold, folks. It was a vicious virus. Don't recommend it. But I am in recovery and I am feeling better. So here we're going to go ahead and go on this podcast and hopefully my dog won't snore too loud. She's asleep again on her little throne by my desk, and my computer is covered with a blanket. I love my blue snowball microphone, but lordy, it picks up everything. We had uh, someone rolling their trash bin through the parking lot out front, and my, my uh, microphone was picking that up. So here's to hoping everybody stays nice and quiet, all right? Pianissimo, as my father used to say. So, when I talk about writing as an organic process, I mean, it's not a mechanical one. I think a lot of times, especially in the professional author community, maybe not so much in the literary author community, but certainly in the genre author community, you get a lot of talk about words per hour, words per day, output, how many books you're going to put out in a year. Um, Some genres, you have to put out a book a month. Some genres, you can get away with a book or two a year. You know, everything is built around your output because it's your job, and you have to factor all these elements into being able to produce in order to make money. I'm at that level, and so I do concern myself with my daily output, But I kind of want to divorce right now away from the idea of being beholden to a level of output that you may or may not feel comfortable with. Now, if you are attempting to be a professional author, this is something you're going to have to deal with. Right now, let's just put that aside and let's talk about writing as an organic process understanding your writing style. Last podcast, and if you want to go listen to that, I, I encourage you to do so. Like I'm I'm gonna stop you. I, no, I want you to listen to my podcast. But I can recap it for you here. And it was about figuring out whether you're a pantser or an outliner trying to understand if you're kind of a little bit of both or where you fall in that spectrum, and using that to your advantage as a writer, rather than trying to be a square peg, forcing yourself into a round hole. That's always been a very uncomfortable metaphor for me. So anyway, moving right along about trying not to be something you aren't. And if you are somebody who doesn't like to outline or who finds when they outline something that they don't end up writing it because now it's boring to them, which, hello, that describing myself there, but uh, if you find yourself to be that kind of person, it's okay to do it another way. Essentially, what works for others might not work for you or might work for you only sometimes, and all that matters is what gets you started, what gets you through it, and what gets you to the end. In the same vein, writing often goes through ebbs and flows. This can be difficult for inexperienced authors to grapple with because we are told incessantly that we must write every day. No exceptions. And that's great advice for advancing in your craft very quickly, but it's also not advice that you have to follow if you find yourself in a space in your life where writing every day is very difficult to do, whether that's due to simply being a parent with a busy schedule and a full-time job, or if it's due to mental health issues or chronic illnesses, these things happen. And so writing every day is not something that all of us can do every day. And I speak from experience. Certainly, uh, I've had depressive episodes where I was unable to write, but for me, uh, my real issue is anxiety. I find that when my anxiety combines with my perfectionism, it creates a perfect storm and I don't write, much less write every day. So there you go. It can happen to even the most dedicated authors, and I like to consider myself pretty dedicated to my craft, but... I'm also human. But aside from external internal issues that can affect your writing and the ability to write every day, I think most writers have their own internal speedometer. I've kind of worked with that metaphor a little bit. It doesn't work perfectly for what I'm trying to say, but I think if you consider output as a version of speed, maybe it kind of works. Some can write fast and can write a lot every day. I'm going to be honest with you, those are not the majority of writers. Majority of writers can write a lot and fast, but maybe not every day, maybe a couple of times a week. Some can write a little bit fast every day. It is unique to the individual That's what I want to stress here is that other people's advice on how often and how much you should write might be a good measure for you to practice by or to play with, but it's not a rule. There are no rules. We've talked about this before. Now, you know what I'm saying, right? There are no rules. The rules are, if there are any Sit your butt in a chair, write something, finish it. (laughs) That's the rule. How you do that is completely up to you. If you want to write 500 words a day on one story for several months, and that's how you're going to finish your story, fine. If you're going to write 20 words a day for 10 years at a very slow pace, methodically rewriting every sentence as you go, that's fine too. It's all about... Understanding where your comfort zone is. And you know, it's, I hate the phrase comfort zone. It gets such a bad rep. There's a lot of good reasons to step outside your comfort zone, right? Especially with writing. If you always write in third person, it's a good idea to try to write in first person. If you always write in present tense, try writing in past tense. These are challenges and they expand your skill set. I can't say that stepping out of your comfort zone is not a good idea. It absolutely is. But the other side of it is that a comfort zone is a place where you can get a lot done. You can get a lot done because you know the parameters of what you're working with. Like, I'm a pantser. And so that is my comfort zone. And understanding that means that I can use that to my advantage and write a lot of stories in a way that gets the story out of my brain and onto the page and gets it finished. Another example of this is the advice to work on one story at a time, finish it, and then move on to the next. Again, this is excellent advice, classic advice. You're going to hear it from everybody. People are going to tell it to you all the time, and maybe for you that is your comfort zone where you do get stories written and you do get them finished. But if it's not, that's okay too. Personally, I work on about five to seven works at a time, Uh, usually at least three to four fiction stories and two to three nonfiction ideas. Now, they may be Blog posts. Uh, They may be my skeptics inspirational book that I'm working on, just about anything, really. I have a lot of ideas. And for me, it works very well as a pantser because when I work on a story, I sometimes get 10, 20,000 words into it and just hit that wall or put those characters in a corner or fail to find a connection between chapter three and chapter six. And I just need to put it aside for a little while. And since I have, oh, five other books I could work on, I'm not losing any productivity. I'm not stopping writing simply because I've written myself into a hole with one story. I can move on to something else. Other people would need to focus on that story and solve the problems that they ran into, because they wouldn't be able to focus on anything else until they solve that problem. I'm exactly the opposite. I put that problem away. I ignore it for a couple of weeks or even months. And then when I come back to it, it has magically resolved itself in my subconscious brain and turns into a really great plot twist or in worst case scenarios, it turns into a major rewrite that's happened too. So, you know, got to be realistic here. Sometimes it doesn't always go the happy route of finding all the answers. Sometimes it goes the other way of recreating the problem in a different way so that maybe you can't find the answers. I've done it all. Okay, so what am I really getting at here? I'm talking about the idea that whether you do fast and furious short sprints, followed by long rests, or whether you go slow and steady, dripping out words every day for weeks and months and years, no matter how you do it, that's fine. Yes, stepping out of that comfort zone sometimes can be a good way to shake things up. But if you do, and it doesn't work... Then go back to your comfort zone and do what works. What I feel like a lot of writers don't do, or rather don't practice, is self acceptance. That is the heart of what these couple of past podcast episodes is really about. To be perfectly honest, that's going to be what a lot of my episodes are about because I don't see authors doing this. I see writers constantly struggling to find the next best plan, the next best way to plot, the next best way to write every day. And instead of listening to their instincts and looking more closely at their own personal writing patterns and letting that grow organically as it should, because writing is an art and it is organic all right, we're not computers yet, then you will discover true productivity and more importantly, true creativity. Don't lock yourself in a box thinking that that's the only right way to write. Track yourself for a while if you're not really sure. And this can be a little difficult for people because when you track yourself, it basically means don't stymie or hinder or plan. It does mean sitting down to write, and it does mean doing that regularly. But it also means looking carefully at the times when you sit down to write and don't write, or you sit down to write and your writing is just not up to par, or the creativity doesn't feel like it's on point. You track that for a couple of weeks, you might find that your juices are flowing better in the morning, and so it might behoove you to get up every day half an hour early, a la the Stephen King style of when he was writing Carrie before he went to work as a school teacher. I can't even imagine that. That's just so far beyond my, I'm like, what? Oh, Lordy, no, I can't. Even with my day job, I barely get up to walk the dog. But that may be the best solution for you. It may be that you're not a morning person like me, and writing first thing in the morning just ends up with some really wretchedly stilted stories. You don't read The dialogue seems I write before I've had my coffee. It's not pretty. And in fact, it doesn't happen anymore because I've learned my lesson. I do not write first thing in the morning. I do write in the morning. I tend to find that late morning is a good time for me to write. But that was discovered, yes, by trial and error and tracking and observing my patterns of creativity, when I felt most inspired and motivated to write and when my writing was actually better. If you don't stop and track, if you don't stop and look at what you're doing, then you won't know how to advance any further or fix the problems that you have. This is true for money and for some people this is true With food. And this is true in a lot of things in life. Sports, if you're pursuing any athletic field, there's going to be a lot of tracking going on about your times or your weights or whatever. I don't know. I don't do sports. They do a lot of tracking, I'm sure. But it's from what I've seen, you know, they're always writing down how many reps they did, Uh, whatever. Point is, figure out what your creative zone is. Figure out what the ebbs and flows are for your writing. To get a little personal and perhaps too TMI, I've noticed, for instance, that I tend to become very fevered in my creativity the week before my time of month. So that's something I've learned to take advantage of. Planning to write a lot during that week has been very advantageous for me. There may be times during the week when you can write. Obviously, that might be the weekend, or if you are very involved with your family and you have children or uh, you're a caretaker for elders, then maybe the weekend is the worst time for you to write. There's no way you can get any writing done over the weekend, so you write Wednesday afternoon at two. But Understanding where those patterns are for you is going to be so helpful in inspiring your creativity. I know that people get scared that because writing is organic and because writing is as much an art as it is a craft, and there's a kind of mystical component to really good writing and writing well consistently that people think that scheduling it or having a clear idea of when their best times during the week to write somehow diminishes their commitment to it. They should be able to just sit down and write anywhere. Admittedly, some people can. I know a lot of the Wattpad writers who generally tend to skew younger, do writing on their phones, on the subways or on buses, on public transportation. That works for them. I could not personally write anything on public transportation. I write it every morning going into work and I read fan fiction because that is about all my brain cells can handle on the bus with everybody talking on their phones and traffic all around us. And I just, that's all I can focus on. I play music and I read fan fiction. That's it, that's all you're getting out of me on the bus. But other people, they can zone out, they can focus in on their tablet or their phone and do a lot of writing. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing gets me angrier, I swear, nothing, than people criticizing Wattpad writers or any writers who have written their stories while on the subway or whatever transportation they use. Who are you to criticize this person who has spent hours and hours of their life writing a story that other people love to read? I'm sorry. You are dismissed. That is ridiculous. No. However a person can write in whatever venue and whatever atmosphere or context is a good time to write. The issue is finding out when your good time to write is. And understanding the ebbs and flows of your writing mojo. Knowing when your motivation is peaked, when your skill set is on point, and when it's not. Again, witness, I do not write before 10 o'clock in the morning. You've got to know those things about yourself. And you're only going to know those things about yourself when you stop trying to shoehorn your patterns of behavior into what other people think are acceptable. You gotta do you, and that is a recurring theme, isn't it? You gotta do you. Trust your instinct. In fact, that's going to be the alchemical lesson for this podcast. Trust your instincts when it comes to your writing cycle, because writing is an organic process, not an assembly line, and we are all individuals. Thank you for listening to episode 13. I really appreciate it. You guys are just too good to me. Please leave a comment. Uh, If you get a chance, please rate the show on iTunes or wherever you listen. Let people know that I'm out there. I would appreciate it. I would consider it a favor. It'd be awful kind of you. Also, if you get a chance, if you have not already, Sign up for my Bulletproof Writer course. It's a free email course available at my website. Uh, It's two weeks of daily lessons and inspiration on writing, how to be a writer, how to set your life up as a writer, how to be bulletproof as a writer. And maybe after that, you'll never need me again. But I kind of hope you do. I like talking to you here on our podcast. And so I look forward to doing it again. Until then, have a great, productive week full of inspiration, motivation, and creativity. Thank you for listening to the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm Kim New York, and I hope this episode has helped to clear away the cobwebs from your inspiration and given you the power to write the stories you want to read. For more podcasts and other tools, please visit my website at www.authoralchemist.com or email me at kimbu at I'd love to read your questions and feedback. Now, it's time for us to get some writing done. Talk to y'all soon.